Hi, and welcome to Whole Heart Transformation. I am Melissa Alguera, your personal identity life coach. Let's go to the podcast. Hey guys, welcome to Whole Heart Transformation. Today I want to talk about the capacity to face and feel in reality and why we might have the difficulty to face our current reality and where it comes from. So let's just start right off the bat with what is reality? Reality is what's happening to us right here, right now in real time. Now you might think to yourself, why is she explaining to me reality? Like I know what reality is. Of course, reality is what's around us and what's really happening right now. Yet, so many of us don't have the capacity to be in our current reality and we're not even aware of it. We have literal blinders on that keep us from seeing how hard the situation is in front of us or being able to um, acknowledge how bad certain situations are. Reality is being able to look at the whole situation in its totality and to feel the weight of whatever that reality is. Now, whether that's, you know, being in really difficult realities or whether that's being able to be super happy in your current reality, that requires capacity. So let's just kind of dig into it a little bit further so I can give you some examples. So we get capacity to be in reality based in our childhood. We get that from our parents, how our parents were able to be in reality in difficult situations and good situations and bad situations. All is how we learned to interpret reality. So if our parents could not face and feel in reality, if our parents could not take ownership of their bad behavior as parents, um, yes, I am saying that because parents are have bad behavior too. Um, if our parents could not grieve, if they could not have appropriate anger, if they could not have, you know, anger in right situations when they needed it, <laughs> if our parents were not able to take ownership of their own choices and their own behavior, all of that will affect how we show up in reality in our current life. So let me give you a quick example. Let's say your mom was an alcoholic and she was abusive verbally and physically when she was drinking, okay? And let's say you're about six years old. So if this is triggering, this is something that you need to get curious about what's happening inside of you as I express this. be curious with yourself what's coming up because maybe there's a part of you that still needs to face and feel in reality. Okay. And that can happen. And it's, it's really likely if you've experienced this. Okay. So how do we get to reality when we have a parent that is drinking, um, abusive physically and emotionally, and is no longer able to be there for us, and they are scary. They are no longer our support system. They are not 
attuning to us because they don't have capacity because they're drinking. They are no longer caring for us because they don't have capacity because they're drinking. Their words are confusing. And now we have to be hyper vigilant on whether or not they're safe for us to lean into for secure and safe attachment. Okay. This is what happens. So we have the parent that is, you know, in a sense, parents are like God because they are what we rely on for life or, you know, from the moment that we're born, we rely on them actually before we're born while we're in the womb, we rely on them for life. Their life sustains our life <laughs> from the beginning, right? Like if the parent dies, if the mother dies, the child no longer has life itself because in utero if the mom dies the baby dies that's reality okay so then when we're born and this is our person who is sustaining life to us and where we learn things where we grow where we learn facial expressions attunement all all sorts of things where we learn how to process emotions where we learn how to deal with difficult situations where we have the person that we go to, to, to support us when this person is not functioning properly, properly. Um, and we don't have the mental fortitude and capacity to say something is wrong with you. <clears throat> you have addiction, you are out of control. You, um, you know, you're harmful. This is your problem. Okay. Kids don't have that capacity. Now, unless another adult comes in and says, Hey, you're out of control and the child knows that that the parent is out of control and not the child being bad or um, having dysfunction, that it's the parent that has a the dysfunction, then the child has to do this. Okay. So here's mom who's not in reality. And now the child becomes even more disconnected from reality because the child doesn't have the capacity to say something is wrong with mom and it has nothing to do with me. So the child has to go internal and the child has to figure out how to stay in relationship with the, the mom while losing a part of themselves. They have to disconnect from reality because they cannot make sense of what's happening. Especially because mom is probably not taking any ownership of her really, really poor choices and her inability to face and feel in reality herself. That's why she's using the coping mechanism to do that. Okay. The addiction of alcohol. So the mom is not explaining what's happening. So a child has to make up their own reality. They're not getting the reality that they need in order to be a healthy human. Now, if mom were to own addiction, that this is her issue, that the child has done nothing wrong, then the child can be in the reality of something is wrong with mommy. Mommy has a problem that doesn't have anything to do with me. Mommy does this because mommy's not well. <laughs> but when you are a child and you don't have this type of acknowledgement, communication, interaction you cannot be in reality because the parent is not in reality so it disconnects you from what's true 
And what is true is that mommy is sick and the child is unfortunately collateral damage to mom's illness. With all that being said, then we grow up and we still live in these types of fantasy thought processes where we're not able to really see how bad situations are because we go internal thinking something is wrong with us or we have all these other scripts that are not in the present. See, present reality is what's happening here right now, what's really going on with a person in front of me, what's really going on with me, what's really going on with this situation. It takes capacity that's built in childhood. So if your parents didn't teach you how to be in reality, then when reality comes, you won't know how to face that. You're going to have to do something else in order to manage that. I hope this is making sense. <laughs> and I'm using something extreme, but this could, you know, reality could be something that's shaken and um, disconnected when a parent doesn't allow a child to have their feelings. You know, like if the child is feeling overwhelmed in their body and the parent says, knock it off, that's ridiculous that you're feeling that way. The parent is now pushing the child's part, number one, the part of that child that is having the emotional response, the child is now being disconnected from that part of them because it's deemed as bad. So the parent is deeming it as bad because really the reality is, is the parent is triggered and cannot handle what is happening, but the child doesn't know that. So the child says, well, this part of me is bad. So I need to store that away somewhere else and not touch that again, because I'm at risk for losing connection with my primary attachment. This is how these dysfunctional thought processes happen. This is how reality gets skewed. This is how minimization even happens. Like, oh, it's really not that bad. It's really not that bad. Like it's a survival response. And that part of us that isn't able to be in reality doesn't understand that you're no longer not a child anymore who needs that way of being and coping. You have the ability to get internal resources now to regulate yourself, to heal yourself, to be in reality. You can reach out to other people. You don't just need your parents. You can heal yourself. But if you don't have those resources and you don't know how to get them, you're going to do the things that you did before, like fantasy, like coping mechanisms, like addiction, just like mom, right? And so this is where the shifts have to, have to come. In order for us to heal and change, we have to learn how to build capacity to be in reality. We have to know where reality starts and, and how to sift through that. And it sometimes is like a puzzle piece. You know, it takes, it takes work to undo all the layers of blindness. I mean, really, it's denial is like being blind. It's like being asleep to what's true. So how do we get into the place where we can start facing and feeling in reality, in the current reality? 
Well, number one, we have to build awareness. How do we build awareness? We start exploring our thought processes. Okay, I'm, this is what's coming in my mind. Is this true or is this coming from somewhere else? Exploring, curiosity, building awareness. Number two, inviting people into your process, a coach, a counselor, somebody who can be curious with you. Somebody who can mirror back what you're saying in the reality of what it really is. Today, I had a client where I had to say they were saying what they experienced as a kid and they were trying to minimize it. And I said, I'm going to mirror back to you what you're telling me. And I want to know what your thought process is. When I mirrored back the reality that they were sharing with me in its fullness, I didn't put the blinders over it. I just said, here's the raw truth of what you're saying to me. (coughs) They were just like, oh my gosh. And the anger was building. And they've been so disconnected from the anger because they weren't allowed to have it as a kid. So that's number three, getting in touch with the anger that's there. There's anger there. Yes, you experienced hardship. Now the emotions that have been stuffed are coming up to the surface. Now there's grief happening. happening. Now there's sadness. Now maybe there's celebration where you should have been celebrated. We can celebrate together. Allowing that emotional experience to come up and be present with the person in front of you. Number four, knowing that this is going to take time. Coming into reality is something that is hard when you haven't been able to do that. And depending on how long you've been pushing, you know, different situations, different parts of you away, all of that has to take time because can you imagine like it all coming out at once? It'd be like a stinking tsunami just overflowing. You'd be flooded and you wouldn't be able to process each thing that's coming at you. We have to go layer by layer, time by time with grace and with a lot of love to be able to reach the place of reality, to have the capacity to grieve. And we have to have somebody that can mirror with us and even Bring that emotional experience that we ourselves are not in touch with. That's number five. Being with people, and I would say this still kind of sits in the coaching, you know, therapy form, but like in a group, some sort of group coaching or therapy where you can have other people, other brains get involved to express like, hey, this is crap. Like what you're saying that happened to you is horrible or like, You should have had celebration, you know, or like, I'm angry because we need other people to help mirror what's missing, to help express what is missing, the emotion that's not, that we are disconnected from because we weren't able to be in that emotional reality. We need somebody else to be that conduit for us so we can connect to it and have that validation. These are the ways that we step into reality. And I got to say, like, it's okay if you haven't been able to do that. If you weren't able to be in reality, 
then that shows you that you didn't have that capacity built into you as a kid. And I'm not saying blame your parents. Most of the time, this is generations like this. It doesn't usually just start with your parents. It started with the parents before that and the parents before that. We didn't know the things that we know now. Now we know, oh my gosh, there's brain scans that show what mirroring does. There's um, so much scientific evidence now about how emotions getting trapped in your body is causing disease and illness. There's so much research now about parts work and how when we had to deny parts of ourselves, or when parts of us got stuck in trauma and we're absolutely alone, that those parts of us are still activating in the present today. There's so much evidence now of how all of this generationally has affected us. And now we have the tools and the skills and the knowledge and the wisdom and the science and the research to back up ways that we can transform and heal and get into the reality that we need in order to heal. So what am I saying today? What I'm saying is, is if you struggle to be in reality, you might say, oh, that feels a little bit off, but you know, I'm going to brush it under the rug. It's time, my friend, to wake up. It's time to get the blinders off. It's time to start your process to healing so you can be a better human, so your children can heal, and so the generations after you don't have to carry that lack of reality in their body, but they can sit in reality and be able to handle it because they were given the capacity to do so. Thanks for listening. If you have found today's podcast helpful, please like, subscribe, and share. If you are interested in coaching with me, go to www.identitylife.coach. And you can also find me on Instagram, identity.life.coach. 